looking for my brain and some evidence shows his parked down back right up to the fence. Had a little baby about a year ago, and I ain't seen my sign out of science. Hello. Hello. Welcome to My Fellow Momster. I'm Ashley. And I'm Carrie. So, how was your weekend? You go first this time. Oh. <laughs> um, how was my weekend? Think about it. Oh. Um, my mom took the kids like early Saturday. Nice. Um, her, I guess, okay, technically my stepdad's, <laughs> he's my stepdad. Yeah. Um, my stepdad's daughter, my stepsister. Yeah. Why can't I think? <laughs> I don't know. We're in some sort of Why weird is this vacuum. so hard? Okay. <laughs> my stepsister and her husband there you go. came in to visit and they have a little girl who's in between my boys. So she's oh. four. Wow. So yeah, they got in Friday night and then, um, mom called when they woke up and she was like, bring the boys over. Oh, that so would have been had, fun. Yeah, the kids had a blast, and so did I, because I went home, and I cleaned the entire house, and it was glorious. Oh, man. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It was one of those awesome days. (laughs) Jason had his truck all torn apart, because he was leaking fluid out of the back. Of the truck. Of the truck, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) No, he'd have been in bed if that was the other thing. Yeah, so he had it all torn apart, so he put it back together while I was inside cleaning. And wow, so you guys are like productive and got stuff super done. productive. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. So then Sunday morning, he left. He's away for a couple of days this week. Mm-hmm. So he left Sunday morning. I went to church, went to Walmart, took all the stuff from Walmart home and put it away, and then I went back and got the kids at lunchtime. Um, nice. And. They cried and like <gasps> fought me. They didn't want to leave. Oh my God. Which made me feel like shit. So Aww. I cried. Aww. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. I ha- My hormones are crazy too. Cause I'm like PMSing bad. Oh, so yeah, like normally they do that. Cause they just, they do that everywhere they go. They don't want to leave and go home. <laughs> but for some reason I like let it get to me on Sunday and I just Aww. cried. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. But we had fun yesterday. We, um, my mom said they were really good. So we took them to, we, I, <laughs> there you go. I took them, uh, to get happy meals. Mm-hmm. And so we got home and in the happy meals was like a deck of, um, playing cards, like minions playing cards. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've gotten something like that before from happy meals. Yeah. So Charlie, of course, just like threw them all over the floor please tell me he ripped them like all to pieces like uh, isaac did no he didn't tear them and he didn't bend them but he was just like throwing them like trying to do a that like card in the hat (laughs) thing i don't know he was just like throwing them around and whatever making like card angels like he'd lay them all out and then like lay in top of them and like um but i taught marty how to play gold goldfish no go fish oh for (laughs) fuck's sake it's gonna be a long day <laughs> if you can't tell already i don't feel well my voice is shot my throat hurts mm. um so, so i'll blame it work. on the drugs there I'm you not, go i'm not with it we can we can we can work with that i don't like the drugs but the drugs like me <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> i feel like my voice is all marilyn manson anyway so i might as well just quote him <laughs> i say it works yeah <laughs> um so yeah we played go fish a couple games and then 
uh, went upstairs and took a nap. And then after their nap, I busted out Yahtzee because that's like one of my favorite board games ever. So I taught them both how to play that. And they managed to like sit through an entire game. Wow. I only beat Charlie by seven points. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Marty kicked both of our asses. He got Yahtzee on like his fifth roll. Oh my God. Wow. And I told him that when you get Yahtzee, you have to yell with Yahtzee. Mm -hmm. And so he did. Like (laughs) he got so excited that he got Yahtzee that he screamed it. Charlie, I shit you not, twice, he needed like a certain number mm-hmm. and he put the dice in and he shook it up. And while he was shaking it, he yelled like, I need a three <laughs> and then like dumped it out. And it was a fucking three. Oh, my God. He did that twice on like two separate <laughs> turns. And I was like, wow, are you practicing black magic behind yeah, my back? Really? We need to get you at a blackjack table or something. Yeah. <laughs> It was bizarre, but wow, <laughs> that's yeah. pretty cool. So, how was your weekend? It's pretty good. We went up to my parents, and um, we had a Christmas party on my dad's side of the family. So, we celebrated Christmas. Then we got back to mom and dad's and backtracked, and the boys, well, all the kids, had their Halloween costumes with them. So, we had Halloween at mom and dad's because they didn't get to see the costumes. So. They did this little parade around the house kind of thing. So it's like we went from Christmas backwards to to Halloween and then now we're planning for Thanksgiving. So it was like, what do we call it? It was Hallow Thanksmas. Nice. (laughs) So we had a pretty crazy weekend. But one of the things we did Saturday night, my mom took me and my sisters to this ladies in pink party. It was like just this social gathering for women in mom's church area. And... I was a little nervous. I'm like, it's going to be really awkward. You know, it's, there's going to be people that like I went to like elementary school with that are there. And, but it actually turned out to be a lot of fun and there was alcohol. Well, that and makes anything <laughs> fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they had all kinds of gambling and I'm not a big gambler, so I didn't really participate, but it was so funny. They put all of our names, like everyone that attended got their names put in for these prize drawings. And one of the, <laughs> the prizes was a Roomba. And I should you not, right before they called the name, my little sister goes, what the hell is a Roomba? And then they called her name. Oh, she no. won it. And I'm like, oh, my God. You don't get that because you don't know what it is. <laughs> it's mine now. So then after that, every prize they announced, we're like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and that didn't work again. But it was really funny because she's. What's she's, a keg of wine? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that was like the ongoing joke was Aaron's surprise Roomba <laughs> that she didn't even know she wanted. What's but, a Ford Mustang? Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> See, but, it's like Charlie with the dice. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like this some sort of magic that just kind of happened. So that was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. And I don't even remember the last time the four of us went out without any kids, without any spouses, without any anyone. <laughs> Maybe your trip to Ireland whenever you were in college. (laughs) Probably back about that long. Maybe, maybe when we, well, I think maybe when Colleen was pregnant with her oldest, maybe we had like lunch or something, but like. Does that count though? No, I don't think it does. Because she's still bringing a child with her. (laughs) Exactly. She's still miserable. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a long time since the four of us hung out and it was really, really nice and we had a good time. And then the the boys were at mom and dad's house putting the kids to bed. And they said that that went really well because we kept checking our phones kind of kind of nervously like, oh, God, you know, waiting for it. Yeah. (laughs) And 
um, they said that they laid down the law and they said, okay, here's the rules. We're going to stick to the rules and you guys have your one chance to get it right. And I don't know how badly they scared the children, but apparently it worked. <laughs> they were all asleep sh shortly after they shut the door. So it's like, hmm, maybe this could work out for everyone. <laughs> we need to do this more often. <laughs> so you have two boys. What? What are the other kids in the um, family? My older sister, Colleen, has a boy and a girl, and they're both older than Alex. Um, uh, her daughter's 11, and her son's 8, so they're both older. And then my little sister has a 7-year-old and a 3-year-old? 2-year-old? Oh, God, how old is Abby? <gasps> I don't know. <laughs> Does she, so she has one of each, too? Yes. Yes. So I'm the only one that has both boys, and mine are kind of in the middle. And then Colleen's kids are both older, and Aaron's... One's older and one's younger. Okay. It's a, it's a nice mix and they play really well together. They just get a little rambunctious. Yeah. Like Sunday, I tried to lay down and take a nap because I, I got this random migraine. I haven't had a migraine since like puberty. And all of a sudden I'm like, I can't see in front of my face. Like these little spots appeared. I'm like, this is really weird. I was trying to put soda in the fridge. I'm like, I can't <laughs> see what I'm doing. It was like, I was just like aimlessly groping. It was weird. So I tried to lay down and I just laid there and listened to them like screaming at like they just they get so rambunctious. It's yeah. like I don't think they caused the migraine per se. I don't know. That was really weird. I'm like, is that the beginning of menopause or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, listening to them just when they get excited, they just they all get loud and they feed off of each other's loudness. And it's like and then that causes the parents and grandparents to all swoop in and try to like shush them. And then they just. I don't know. It, it perpetuates and it just gets worse and worse. And we haven't figured out a way to make it work so that we're not all exhausted. Going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I remember being like that with my cousins, though. Well, see, I, that kind of makes sense. It's like I could see that if it was like a couple times a year. But we try to make sure they get together like at least once a month. Oh. kind of. Yeah. So it's not like they never see yeah. each other. Like they're like clawing at the door desperate to see them. You know, like Alex is like, oh, when are we going to go to spend the night at Aunt Colleen's and, you know, get to hang out? And it's like, we'll get there. But they still see each other on a regular basis. And it's like, I would think that it would change like that super excitement. I don't know. I We've we've talked about ways we can help ease the stress for the parents and grandparents because it, it, it gets if we're like a three day weekend and we're all home in the house, like because. Erin lives near mom and dad, so she doesn't, her and her family don't spend the night, but they come down. And so like for a while, there's a large herd of people in the house and yeah. it's, it's exhausting. And usually by Sunday afternoon, we're like, <laughs> we're getting the hell out of here because yeah. we're all going crazy because they pack just, the car faster because <laughs> it's like, it just never stops. Like usually by the time we're packing the car, they've all mellowed out. Like it takes yeah. that long. It's like, like yesterday when we were getting ready to leave. We stayed an extra hour because they were playing so nicely in the basement. Like they were calm and like they were sitting on the floor, like pretending to be dinosaurs and dragons. And Aww. it was really awesome. And I actually sat down and played with them a little bit because it was so nice. But it was like, that was literally the only point of the entire weekend that yeah. they were calm. And it's like, I, I haven't figured out a magical solution to fix it, but oh my God, does it get exhausting? <laughs> Especially since there's different parenting styles going on. Oh yeah. It's like, we all have three very different styles and it's like my children get away with a lot and some people don't get away with anything so it's like i either look like the the wicked stepmother or the super nice cool aunt yeah that yeah yeah it gets it gets a little hairy sometimes <laughs> i'm just trying to think now 
even like Jason's sister lives two seconds up the road and mm-hmm. yeah when the kids get together it gets loud and crazy so and, and they see each other multiple times a week so, so it's not a proximity thing no hmm. dang it i thought maybe i think it's just their know. ages i mean the we have two nephews that are older the mm-hmm. uh, 13 and 11 or 14 and 12 i'm not 100 percent sure anymore <laughs> it gets fuzzy it does <laughs> it's like i remember my niece being born but what year that was mm, yeah not so much <laughs> it was only a couple of years ago i think she's three <laughs> I know yeah i feel horrible yeah. for like op- <laughs> like admitting <laughs> that out loud but uh, maybe they don't know how old my kids are i don't know but maybe if Aaron read listen to the damn podcast she <laughs> me, but she's set us straight this. yeah <laughs> but um so yeah the teenagers are like way more mellow like the oldest one just comes over and like sits on a chair and is on his Mm -hmm. ipod or something the whole time so it will end (laughs) yeah that's true like i remember getting together with my cousins and like we were all really excited but i don't remember screaming like top of my lungs screaming i remember sneaking off to my one cousin's room to like watch tv she had one of these tiny little tvs it was like three inches by three inches and we just thought we were the shit watching tv in there so it's like i don't remember I remember talking and watching TV, but I don't remember screaming and like wrestling. And I get that the majority of them are boys. And yeah, that's, that makes a huge difference. Exactly, I've noticed. Yes. Yeah. But it's like, I just remember talking. I don't remember roughhousing and playing like crazy people. So I hope it ends soon. Like not the childhood thing, but like the crazy. Well, it's Isaac. He's the one that screams like a freaking howler monkey. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to like threatened to beat him for screaming but it's like you can't scream indoors yeah oh my god he does that high-pitched like someone just kicked me in the balls kind of scream like like he was castrated squeal oh Oh. yeah it hurts even when he's happy yeah yeah it's it's like his form of excitement comes out (laughs) in loud like ear-piercing screams yeah it's it's embarrassing too because it's like who's screaming? No, oh, that's Isaac. That's it's always mine. Isaac. <laughs> I'd just oh. be looking around, going, I don't know what <laughs> is that. <laughs> Mom, I think your house is haunted. <laughs> There's a banshee somewhere. Banshees. <laughs> yeah, that that. If only it was it. But so for this week, we're going to talk about being single moms because temporarily. Yeah. We're both kind of in the same boat right now. <laughs> both of our husbands are away. Yep. Jay actually leaves tonight. He got he was able to get the kids um, out the door this morning. But then after tonight, like he'll be gone before I get home. So tomorrow morning is going to be my week of getting him on the bus. And I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, I think I mentioned it before um, when we were talking about like, I don't remember what we we're talking about, but like I got a taste of that whenever Jason went back to work after Mm-hmm. like maternity leave when I was on maternity leave. And I'm just like, it was a week of having him there to help was amazing. And then after that, it's just like my immediate thought was like an hour into the day after he went to work. <laughs> and I was just like, how do these girls do it by themselves all day, no every day? Like we do it temporarily. And I, even still, we have someone to like text or call and be like, oh, exactly. what do I do here? Or like, Help me, look I'm how cute this is. Or like, yeah, I need to talk to an adult. Call mm-hmm. me. So yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I guess we should preface this episode by saying we don't envy the people that have to do the single parenting, but damn, you guys make it look good because 
Oh my it's God. Hard, I, have, I bet. Yeah. I don't know how <laughs> y'all do it. And I got mad respect. Yes. Every yes. time it c- comes up, I'm just like, oh no. I know. Cause it's like, okay, so Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday. I have five nights where I'm solo this week. And it's like, oh my God, this is going to be the longest week of my life. So yeah, I just even knowing that there's an end of sight doesn't make it seem like it's going to be easier. It's like, oh, but yeah, I, I can't imagine how people do it on their own. It, it it must take a special kind of person to be able to do that. Yeah. I couldn't. But with that being said, I know that since the moment we took Alex home from the hospital, that fear of being alone with him, it, it, it gripped me for a long time. It, it was like, like when Jay would lay down for a nap, I'd be filled with panic. It was like just even the span of like an hour or two would terrify me. And when we first had him, when we both went back to work, I was working Monday through Friday and Jay was working Sunday through Thursday. So on Fridays, he'd be alone with Alex. And then on Sundays, I'd be alone with Alex. And that Sunday, that entire, like that eight hour span of my life was so, I was, I was, panicky the entire day like I would be lay in bed Saturday night and be like I don't want Sunday to come like Sunday was like the epitome of panic for me oh and it took a really long time I think because I didn't have a lot of confidence in what the fuck I was doing yeah I was gonna ask like yeah, was I, it? I was overwhelmed like just just the fear of like I'm in charge of this small being huh yeah panic. me and only me yeah, yeah. so it was like it, it I'm not gonna lie there were times like Jay and I've had some real ups and downs and it's like I never thought that I could be a single parent so I think that sometimes I overlooked some bad stuff in our relationship just because I'm like well I can't do this on my own I need him so it's like I think up until recently it's been kind of a crutch for me it's like well I have to ignore the bad parts of our marriage or I'm a single parent and that that fear I think has I don't want to say crippled our relationship, but really, really, really impaired it. And so now we're, we've been laying out some of our, our issues and dealing with some of it. And it's like, okay, now we're we're doing it from a better foundation. But, and to be honest, I, I told him that if we couldn't work through some stuff, I am finally at that point in my life where I'm confident that I could do it on my own, but I don't really want to. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I went on another weird tangent. That's where I go, but. (laughs) but like and I I still when he goes out with his friends or works late or something it's like just that that isolation that I feel when it's like it's it's me and kid the kids versus the world I don't know there's something about it that kind of terrifies me well it is a little terrifying especially when there's more than one because then like you can't play man-to-man defense anymore. I say the odds aren't even. Yeah, you're playing zone defense, and it's two against one. Mm-hmm. And they're small people, but mm-hmm. like I don't know. They they're, put up a fight. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I, I I think that's part of what it is because it's like, like I said, after a while, I got used to being alone with Alex, and then Isaac came along, and that reset the whole panic clock over again for me. It was like shit. Now I've got to manhandle two of these beasts by myself. That th- that Sunday panic, he finally ended up getting a Monday through Friday job. And I don't think I ever dealt with it, but it was finally like, okay, I don't have to do that anymore. So it's, I think, like I said, it's still kind of an issue for me because it's like, like this week, 
I'm, I'm trying really hard not to panic. And I'm like, I keep texting him, like talking about, okay, I'm, I'm worried about this. What, what about like t touching base already, even though he hasn't even actually left yet, just because it's like, okay, I have to try to work through this a little bit instead of suppressing it or, you know, like just ignoring it. I don't know, but it's, it's deeply rooted, I think. Yeah. <laughs> mm, and I know I've said this before, but even taking Alex home from the hospital, I was like freaking out and crying. I'm like, you can't just take, th you can't expect me to just take this thing home with me. You know, like there's, I think it's, it comes down to my confidence in my parenting ability and it's, it's overwhelming. Yeah. I remember that feeling when they were small because when they're small, they can't tell you what's wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they got to the age where they can communicate, like that anxiety for me went way down. Yeah. It definitely helps. <laughs> because I can, because now it's like, okay, well, maybe you didn't get a long enough nap or maybe, you know, you had a bad day or whatever. Like, I feel like I'm way more understanding now with mm -hmm. their behavior because I can like look there. It's, I can look deeply into it. Like you're either telling me that you're upset or your stomach hurts or you have a headache or you don't feel good or you're just, again, having mm -hmm. a bad day or you're just choosing not to listen. But yeah. it's easier for me to deal with now that they're older. Definitely. Actually, thinking about that, last night, Isaac, he starts saying he has a hole in his rib. I'm like, what are you talking about? Here we kind of like tried to get him to explain. He thought he was going to throw up. And he's like, I think there's a hole in my rib. And we're like, what is happening? Finally, Jay is like, I think he has heartburn. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. So then that set me off. And I'm like, oh, that means he's dying of some disease. So I started trying to Google it. No, don't Google it. That <laughs> makes it worse. Well, I'm still still chewing on the, the, the urinating thing. Like, we've got that kind of under control. But he still pees very frequently. So now it's like this. It's like what if this is an underlying sign in like 20 years from now and we look back and be like, oh, that was before he was diagnosed with whatever weird disease oh. he has. You know, it's like, oh, so that's why he was a weird kid. <laughs> that's why he peed all the time and had heartburn. <laughs> yes, exactly. Someday we'll explain this and be like, <laughs> we should have seen the signs. So I'm like, I just want to be ahead of that. But I was so relieved that he was able to try to explain it in his weird yeah. little way. And it was like, he, he said that it was his heart. He thought that there was a hole in his rib poking his heart or something. So the way he described it, we were like, must be heartburn. So we gave him some Tums and he felt better after that. But but yeah, like if he was a baby, he would just scream. Scream and, and I'd be like, I scream. don't know, I'm failing. Yeah. You know, like that unknown, yeah, that lack of communication. It, I think that amplifies that stress level by a bazillion. Yeah, for me, that was the worst. And the first time Jason went away after we had already was that he left the day I went back to work from attorney leave. So he left in the morning oh my God. and went away and I went back to work for the first time after oh six my weeks. God. And I was already so emotional because my hormone, your hormones still aren't leveled out. You're a hot damn six mess. Weeks. You're a hot <laughs> mess. Um, I was, I'm usually always a hot mess, but it was amplified by yes. uh, birth hormones. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he went away for three days, the first like three days that I was back to work and oh my God, and that because it was the first kid and you know, he was still actually that was, that was when Marty decided to start sleeping through the night. So that was one really? last thing. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. The night, um, 
or no, Jason left. He left like the evening before. So he left like Sunday evening and then I had to go back to work Monday oh and I put God. Marty down. I put Marty down and he slept all night. Mm-hmm. He woke up at like five thirty. Wow. And I was like, well, that's early, but I'll fucking take it. Yeah. Yeah, really? I know the first day taking Alex to daycare, Jay had to take him because I was just too much of a train wreck. So props to you for handling it solo. That's impressive. Well, I think it was easy for us, too, because my mom watched Marty. Oh. We didn't put them in daycare until Marty was three and could go to preschool. I see. Okay. So, yeah, it was definitely worse when they were younger like i said when they can't communicate it's so hard because you're guessing you're giving them a bottle or you're giving them a toy and then you're giving them a snack of something and they're mm-hmm. still slapping everything out of your hand and just <laughs> screaming at you and you're just like what do you want i always I, I think part of it for me too is jay is the the logic brain person in our family <laughs> clearly <laughs> he can use functional sentences <laughs> i'm the emotional up and down kind of spastic person. So like he, when I get emotional, he gives me logic to help kind of like ground me a little so bit. So he's your emotional support animal. Yes. By <laughs> not giving me any and giving me logic completely. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's in, in situations like that, when the, the kids were little, like I'd be like, I don't know what he needs. I can't logically think through this. He would help me through it. Oh yeah. So whenever he wasn't there, I, I depended on him for that. And I never got the oomph to do it myself, I guess. So like I couldn't think through problems when I was by myself. So I think that might've been part of my panic as well. Because like I said, when we were together, we worked as a great team, but I wasn't strong enough to be able to do both sides of it by myself. And like in a crisis, you don't really need the emotions like I wasn't as useful in a crisis as he is. So it was like he, he could function without me, but I couldn't really function without him when like the, the babies was little, but it was, I don't know. It was an interesting dynamic, but like I said, like those days, those Sundays, I would just be so full of anxiety. I'd be like, please don't go to work. And I'd be texting him constantly. And it just, it was, it was terrifying. Yeah, that sucks. I like I said, I remember that feeling, but it's it's gotten easier now because like this morning it was just me. Mm-hmm. And Marty's 5, so he picks out his own clothes, he gets himself dressed, he brushes his own teeth, like he can go to the bathroom by himself, wash his hands. So it's nice that he can kind of fend for himself while I'm helping Charlie do all of those things. Oh yeah, totally. Cuz yeah, the days when they both needed help getting dressed, it's like, Oh my God, I put pants on this one. And then that one's running naked through the halls. <laughs> and then I grab him. And then this one's got underwear on his head and he's yep. running around and I'm just like, Oh my God. Yeah. So I, it's I was easier. watching um, a mother get two kids, two kids. One was in a car seat, like one of the, the ones carriers. Could, yeah. yeah. And then the other one was just in a little booster and it was like getting them both out of the car and like, like, Oh, Remember the days when I'd like buckle both of them in. Yeah. Isaac's really making good progress with buckling. So I'm like, I'm almost there. Like he's starting to get annoyed when I do help him now. So it's like, oh, we're almost to that point where they can just hop in the back seat by themselves. It's like, oh. but like watching this woman struggling with the big carrier thing and like getting him unbuckled, the five point, point harness thing. It was yeah. like, oh, I don't miss those days. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I still have to help Charlie with the five point harness. 
because mm-hmm. he's <laughs> he's at the 40 pounds but he's not four <laughs> so we have to keep Aww. him in that but marty he gets he can open the door he can close the door he climbs in gets himself buckled it's no nice. problem so it helps whenever you are stuck doing it all by yourself it's yeah like just that little bit of independence makes single momming a little bit easier yeah and like like this week i know dinner time's gonna be a bitch and it's not that i'm gonna hate bedtime it's just that like i get sick of doing it every night yeah it's like five days in a row where i have to read cheesy books and nag them to brush their teeth it's like breaking it up just having someone else to do it, even just one night a week breaks up that monotony I'm, yeah. I'm not looking forward to the monotony of doing it by myself over and over. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't help when they want to read the same book every day for like two months oh until they figure out a new one. And then it's just like, well, we, we have an ongoing um, joke in our family. You, do you know the Robin Hood cartoon movie with the fox? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, we were the obs- best one. Yes. Yes. Other exactly. than men in tights, of course. <laughs> but yes, go on. We were obsessed with that movie as kids. And up until my little sister went to elementary school, she would have granny, like granny used to, our, my mom's mom used to babysit us. And so after she watched her soap opera, she would let um, Aaron watch whatever she wanted. So Aaron every day would watch Robin Hood. So we'd get home from school and it'd be in the same spot every day. Because <laughs> oh, yeah, because she'd started at the same time. Yep, yep, every day. So it's this ongoing joke. It's like, oh God, it's Robin Hood all over again. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I remember you know, running things into the ground by watching them or listening to it over and over and over and over again. But it's like, I I apologize mentally to my grandmother. Like every <laughs> time we have to read yeah. the same story over again, it's like, oh my God, how are you not bored by this? <laughs> yeah. And at that point, she'd already done it with your parents. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. like she's just doing it again for the third time. Yep. But like, I, th- I think that's the thing I'm, I'm dreading the most this week is is having to do everything over and over again it's like like we try to like tag team bath nights so like oh yeah we do it one night and then like i'll do it one night and then jay will do it the next night we do it every other day but like i just feel like i'm constantly bathing them whenever it's always my turn it's like i am so tired of doing this it's like just that little bit of change in the routine keeps it from getting monotonous and it's like that's what a lot of parenting is is a lot of monotony over and over and over and over again baby you went there really are you gonna talk about monotony i think we can all relate to baby shark oh, right now. <laughs> oh my god i have to admit like the first time i heard that song i'm like oh that's so cute yeah and then yeah now it's like please don't don't say those words in yeah. my presence <laughs> But that's, I guess, what kids do. That's my theory is that's how they absorb it. Yeah. Like till they, they don't get sick of it as easily as adults do because they have less stuff in their brain already. Oh, yeah. They don't have to worry about anything. That's what we're for. <laughs> yeah. So but um, I, I like to try to mix up the monotony like for the week here. I'm going to let them like maybe have a sleepover in the middle of the week let them sleep in Alex's room on the floor or something just just to make things different. Like maybe we'll do a picnic for dinner or something, you know, like in the living room. It's like, I'm trying to be conscious of the monotony and stay ahead of it. So it isn't quite so bad. That's, I think that's partly why I wanted to do like board games yesterday. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's shitty and cold now. So we're not, we can't go outside. It gets dark before we even get home and it's cold. That's so, so <laughs> I don't just want to sit there and stare at screens all night. Exactly. So let's do something else. So 
mm-hmm. let's learn a new game or let's get an old game out or board games is a good idea yeah they're really into it i feel bad because marty wants to play xbox and i can't there's too <laughs> many buttons on the fucking controller and <laughs> i get motion sickness and we have a 72 inch tv oh and like just a tv that size and all that running around like mm-hmm. it just makes me want to vomit oh my so i feel bad because he wants to play him and jason play arc it's like this caveman arc. dinosaur game oh um, interesting so he was bummed that jason's gone because he i want to play arc with dad like he'll be Aww. home wednesday you guys can play arc <laughs> um but yeah the hardest part for me at, like single momming it is just how bad i miss jason when he's gone like he, i mean he goes he travels a lot for work not a lot but a decent amount a decent amount like you'd think i'd be fucking used to it by now but every mm-hmm. time he leaves i just cry for like three hours <laughs> i don't know well it's 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 hard for us because we spend so much time together i say yeah like we're not like most couples like most couples just see each other at night and then in the morning and then that's it for the day yeah i didn't cry i'm sorry I'm not and gonna lie. we're yeah <laughs> we're con- constantly together and like it mm. works for us we don't get we don't get sick of each other and we live together we drive to work together we work 30 steps away from each other <laughs> in the office and drive home and see each other all night too so so it'd be a big shift for you then yeah that's definitely especially now that the, like i said the boys are older and they're getting easier i feel like they're getting easier but because they're easier there's less distractions for me mm-hmm. because they're kind of self-sufficient and doing things by themselves. So I have more time to sit around and think about how I miss my <laughs> husband. Oh, <laughs> so it's just, it's, it's better in some ways, but then in some mm-hmm. ways it's not cause I'm, I'm just always, my biggest fear in life is that something's going to happen to him and I'm going to be by myself mm-hmm. all the time without him. And I like when I know he's flying, or even driving like a further distance than normal. I'm just like, please God, let him get there and come back. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking about it because I do. I'm worst case scenario. So every time <laughs> he leaves, I'm like, he's never gonna come back. Oh, it, it's weird. It's it's a strange feeling, like adjusting to that mentality that the next couple of days are gonna be like that. It's like, okay, I don't know the the atmosphere of the house changes. Like, yeah. And it, it takes a while to get the hang of. It's like, it's it's not just, he went out for a little bit. It, it's like. Yeah, it's not like he's out with friends and he's going to come home at like midnight or something. Exactly. Like he's gone for three days. Yep. And I have the worst time sleeping when he's gone. Oh. So last night, I that was the first night. So I didn't get much sleep. And then Marty has a cough. So he was up coughing most of the night. Oh, so God. Like every time he coughed, I'd wake up. Because mm-hmm. I was just waiting for the the <laughs> and I'm like so he'd cough oh and I'd God. sit up I'd I do going, that yeah he's gonna cough so hard he's gonna throw up mm-hmm. but he never did but I'm just I'm so paranoid about the puke I am too and especially after Isaac said that he felt like he was gonna throw up I'm like every time he made any kind of noise yeah. I was yeah. like like even before bedtime it's like okay I was doing like this mental count of like where are the buckets located yeah. nearest to me <laughs> you know like I'm always ready just in case there's there's incoming barf yeah <laughs> that's I think that overarches my my fear of being alone parenting is my fear of having to be ready for barf at any time like that's more constant for me <laughs> i have to tell this story it's not my story to tell but um, <laughs> a friend of mine told it to me they were at his stepson's graduation 
and it was outside in the summer and it was really hot it's like high school graduation yes high school graduation so they're outside and they're all packed real tight into these bleachers oh no and like halfway through their youngest who was eight started throwing up (gasps) so they're like he said Mm. he like bent over to throw up like in between the the bleachers well he missed and it like hit the bleachers and just sprayed everywhere oh my god so like all the people (gasps) around them were like covered and everyone just kind of like like darted away from them so there was like this there was them and then like this giant empty space and then all these other people god well so you were talking about buckets and being your mom's house this is what triggered my memory of the story (laughs) so they're all like trying to clean it up or like catching it with their hands or whatever. And he turns to his mom and goes, mom, do you have a bucket? <laughs> <laughs> like, who the fuck so, has a bucket? <laughs> so in the panic, he asked his mother for a bucket in the middle of a high school graduation <laughs> ceremony. So there was like a pause in the vomiting. So he took him down oh the bleachers, God. was apologizing profusely to everyone, put him in the car and took him home. And he said it didn't hit him until he got home that he turned and asked his mother for a bucket. <laughs> no, you dumb shit. I don't have a bucket. I'm so at a graduation. He, <laughs> so he sent everyone a text and he was oh like, um, my God. it just occurred to me that I asked mom for a bucket. <laughs> he said he was just so used to her having like always having the answer to every problem. Oh <laughs> so God. he was like, what do we need? We need a bucket. Mom, do you have a bucket? Oh, my God. That's, you know, I'm. I'm fairly confident I probably would have done the same thing, to be <laughs> honest, because that's that makes sense. Logically, you know, it's like my mom has all the pro- the solutions. She knows yeah. everything. <laughs> um, I was thinking. And then I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I going with that? I was thinking <laughs> I had a question. I was like, oh, yeah, a question. Oh, do you ever leave your husband to take care of the kids overnight? Oh, Yeah. I just recently went on that outlet shopping trip with his oh, mom and sisters. Right. So yeah, he was there. That was just one night there, right? Um, yeah, I don't travel for work. I did go away two years ago to get a certification and I was mm-hmm. gone all week. Um, so yeah, Marty would have been three and Charlie would have been one ish. Mm-hmm. So that was for a whole week. Um, was that hard for you taking like leaving them to their own devices? No, because we're very much a team at home. So Mm -hmm. everything that I know how to do, he knows how to do and vice versa. So there's never really any anxiety for me when I go. And I I really think having a partner like him helps because I know so many women who go away and they're just constantly on their phone texting. Is everything okay? Like, is everything okay? Or they won't go anywhere because they can't leave their kids or whatever. And I've heard that too. I'm like, I... I've realized I don't go anywhere basically just out of guilt. I feel guilty dumping that responsibility on Jay. And I know that's not fair. Yeah. But if I do it anyway, the guilt kind of consumes me. The only time I realized the only time I've done this was when I went to see Keller Williams in September. I was gone for two nights. Well, two bedtimes. And I, I, it took me a while to let go of that guilt. I'm like, I, I've never had to go away for work, but I'm like, because I voluntarily did that for my own needs, that made me feel guilty. But I'm like, I don't think I would feel as guilty if it was work related. Be like, well, this is how it is, you know, suck it up, buttercup. But since it's only ever been on my own volition, it's like, 
I'm sorry, you have to. Because I guess I know because I, how I, f- I feel whenever I'm left alone. It's oh, like, yeah. I expect him to have the same thing, even though I, I know he doesn't. He doesn't give two shits. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned, like, you know, do you feel guilty leaving? And I think we mentioned it in, like, the first episode. But that was one of the first times where I felt like a momster. Mm-hmm. Because for us, it was just going on a date. Like, hey, watch the kid for a couple of hours. Yeah. And there are so many women I know that are just like, oh, my God, no, you take them with you. And I'm like, no, you need to spend time. I need I need need to spend time with my husband. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's not on your priority list as high or maybe you guys spend enough time together or whatever. But like I need some alone time with my husband every once in a while. And I know he needs the same. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just how we are. I don't know. I've never had that guilt. I've never had that like obsessive connection with my kids. Mm -hmm. And that really makes me or made me feel like a momster. I know that Jason and I are very weird in the fact that we spend so much time together. And I think maybe that's where I don't get it. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we love to spend time together and then it's not that we don't love to spend time with our kids. It's just one-on-one time is important to both of us. I, I never had a lot of touchy feely stuff with Jay. And I think I thought it would just magically get better with time. And so we kind of ignored it and I let it faster and that kind of stuff. And then throwing kids into the mix definitely made things worse. Yeah. And like I said, we're kind of at a precipice now and it's like, I'm not going to go back to pretending that things are better than they really are. And I think a lot of people do that though. Like I I kind of sweep it under the rug and pretend it's not there and pray that it doesn't fester. Yeah. (laughs) But it does (laughs) always. So, yeah, I, I applaud you guys' ability to plow forward together 100%. It's impressive. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it's it's kind of weird for me to hear you say that because that's <laughs> what everybody says. Like, oh, you guys are so amazing. And it's like, no, I don't know. We're, just, I'm just, I'm so lucky to have found, mm-hmm. you know, someone like him who is a, like 100% a teammate. And yeah. I know I don't have to worry if I go away or you know, whatever, if he's there or he's not there, I know that I have a teammate and mm-hmm. it, it, or even, yeah, even when I go away, like, like I said, we went away or I went away a couple of weeks ago and I was listening to everybody else talk about how they would have to go home and clean their house because spouses were home, you yeah. know, for two straight days and it was going to be a disaster. And I knew that I would go home and the dishes would be done. The laundry would be done. And the boys would be alive and in one piece. And <laughs> I was. I just came home and sat down on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie. Well, should we move on to the momster moment of the week? Yeah. You want to go first? Sure. (laughs) So my, not my proudest moment, but whenever I I briefly mentioned that when I picked the boys up from my mom's, they were throwing a fit. They were crying, saying they didn't want to come home with me. They wanted to stay with her. And and I started crying and I let my emotions kind of take over. And in the car on the way home, I asked like, Marty, can I ask you like an honest question? He said, sure. And I said, why do you guys like do that when I pick you up? Like, do you not like living with me and daddy? And he said, no, I don't. And I'm still crying. And I was like, okay, can you tell me why? And he's like, well, because grandma Connie and grandma Nat and Pappy George, like they have all these toys that we don't have and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) And I said, okay, so like it, it's just because they have things there that you want to play with. (laughs) And he said, yeah. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. And so he's quiet for a little while. And I was like trying to stop crying. And I said, listen, bud. So at this point we had pulled in the driveway. And so I like turned around and I looked at him and I said, I'm glad that you were honest with me and just 
you know, because when you do that stuff, like it really makes me feel like you hate me Aww. that like you don't want to come home to me. You know mm. what I mean? Like you'd rather stay with your grandparents. And I don't know. I think I was just really depressed yesterday because like I said, Jason left and I wasn't handling that well and yeah. PMS and never handle that well. And, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, I just, you know, when I'm listening to him and I didn't say this to him, obviously he's way too young to hear this shit, but like listening to them cry and say they don't want to come home with me make, again makes me feel like they hate me and then I go back to that place where I know I shouldn't go of like okay well I shouldn't even be here like I can take Aww. care of that real quick Aww. so I was just a hot mess yesterday and like I probably shouldn't have told him that like well when you say these things it makes mommy feel like you hate me because like he doesn't need my emotional burdens put on him he's five Aww. So he, I mean, right away he was like, no, mommy, I don't hate you. I love you. And then Charlie was like, I love you too. Aww. And well, maybe by reaching out, you're helping him create awareness when you do get like that. Like, cause it's not going to be the last time you get emotional and you can't snap out of it. Right. Yeah. So maybe him getting awareness about, oh, mommy's, you know, getting upset and needs help getting calmed down. Maybe he can help you in the future by understanding where you're coming from. Yeah. I, we started doing that. So at least with me. Like a and service dog. A like service dog. <laughs> an emotional health, emotional health dog or whatever they're called. Yeah. Whatever emotional they're. support dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So he like the boys and I have been doing like starting to be honest about how we're feeling. So mm -hmm. like when they're not listening, instead of me just yelling right off the bat, I'll say, okay, I've asked you twice. Now I'm starting to get mad. Mm -hmm. And usually That's just, awesome. just saying that it makes them like, oh, well, I don't want to make you mad. So I'll do the thing that you asked me to do. And I've noticed them, they've been starting to do it too. Like, mommy, I'm starting to get sad or I'm starting wow. to get mad. Like That's if, amazing. if him and Charlie are fighting, Marty will be like, you're making me really mad. I'm starting to get mad. And I'm wow. like, good. Awareness that it's starting to happen mm -hmm. is huge. And That's awesome. I mean, I've said it a couple of times. Like I want these boys to know that boys uh, experience all the same emotions that girls do mm -hmm. and to not be ashamed to cry or get mad or get sad or whatever. Like, for too long, we've raised men to say, be a man, suck it up, you pussy, and, like, stop <laughs> yeah. crying. Like, I don't agree with that at all. And so, like, it makes me really proud to hear, like, them admitting, like, That's I'm amazing. feeling sad or I'm feeling angry or, yes, good, talk about it. Let's talk about it. Exactly. And, and understand what causes emotions. Like, when Isaac does this to me, I feel this way. You know, it's, like, connecting cause and effect kind of thing i think that's healthy too oh so absolutely awesome. because yeah you do, you need to know that your words and your actions affect not just you like exactly that's yeah, you're, that's you're touching other people at that point so mm -hmm. yeah that's awesome well my monster moment it's kind of a dumb one i don't really feel like i freaked out on my kids i just had a moment where i realized that being lenient doesn't always pay off because i don't force my children to eat their food and i realized that maybe being lenient like that kind of backfired because we went to a spaghetti lunch with my family and my sister's kids ate an entire plate of spaghetti and my kids whimpered and whined and hemmed and hawed and didn't touch it. And like, like they know that they're going to get away with not eating dinner. And I, I kind of realized I'm like, so maybe that's why my sister nagged them relentlessly about, eating your food because as you get older 
you just eat the food that's in front of you. And then, of course, as soon as we get home, I'm hungry. You know, it's like their concept of the purpose of meals seems to be eluding them. And I'm like, okay, I now see where being diligent might have paid off. (laughs) I felt like an idiot. We we have a rule that like if you're not hungry, that's fine. But you're not getting a snack because we have like a before bed snack time. Mm hmm. So our rule is if you don't, yeah, if you don't Mm -hmm. eat your dinner, you're not getting a snack. And if you are hungry before bed, then you can eat the dinner that you were offered at dinner time and then have a snack and then go to bed, Mm -hmm. Um, which they love snacks so much that 90% of the time (laughs) that results in them eating their dinner. Mm -hmm. I think the other 10% is reserved for like when they're not feeling well. Like I don't force them to finish their food when they're not feeling well. So like last week, Charlie was sick. Now Marty has it. Oh, geez. And like they'll, he'll say like, I'm hungry and I'll make them a sandwich or like get them a thing, a yogurt or whatever. And like usually yogurt, they'll inhale that. Yeah. But like when Marty takes like two bites of yogurt and he's like, I'm done. Like when he's sick, I let it slide. Cause I'm like, yeah, I don't know when you're sick, you're not hungry all the time. So yeah, I just, I, it's not the first time I've noticed that my sister's kids eat diligently without too much fussing. And it's like, I'm like begging my children, like please put this food in your mouth. It's spaghetti. I was like, even spaghetti. That's like one of the children's staples. I know it's, it's ridiculous how bad my children are at eating. And it's like, and like I, I, we kind of do what you do. Like if they say they're not hungry, they don't have to eat. They just have to sit with us and wait till dinner's over. And they're completely fine with that. They don't fuss there, but it's like, they don't understand that. Well, after we walk away from this delicious meal, if you want food, you're rude you know it's like they don't have that concept down and it's like my sister doesn't have that fight with her kids and well both my sisters they're all like um aaron's kid the older one he he eats pretty good too and it's like i think i lost that battle i think i should have fought a a little bit harder at that because seeing them them reap the rewards it's like that's what my kids should be like maybe (laughs) i felt like a heel but it passed yeah because but now it's something that you're aware of and you can you know I figure on it. as they get older, they're going to get healthier appetites and I won't have to worry. I'll be begging them to stop eating. Yeah. I know that day. My coming. bank account wants <laughs> yes. you to stop eating. There's no food left. Please don't eat the cat. <laughs> <laughs> but like I try not to put too much concern into it. But then when I see other people's kids eating happily without complaint, it makes me feel like, oh, I should have tried harder. Yeah, but. we we also have the rule of like you have to at least try it before you tell me you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Yes, one, like if one we no make if bite. we make meatloaf and you look at me and say I don't like it, I'm like okay, well I've never made meatloaf before, so you're gonna take a bite of it. Exactly, like, and then if you decide you don't like it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't want to be shoving food down their face. Literally, I just I want them to understand that dinner time doesn't always mean your favorite food. It means it's a good healthy chance to fill your belly with delicious mostly sometimes and healthy food so when like this was a special circumstance because you guys were eating out but like Mm -hmm. when you cook at home do you like talk to them about like what to make for dinner for the week or do you just decide sometimes like this this week i i was like oh what do you guys want well daddy's gone you know and they spouted off all their favorite shit but it's like well we'll we'll compromise we'll do a little bit you know like we do some that are easy easy wins for them and some that are super healthy that we know they're gonna hate and then kind of in between, like I said, we have some go-tos that we always pull out whenever we want a, a good win. But yeah, we try to do a little bit of everything. I think it's that time. All right. Keep on momming. Bye. Bye.